0: Well, I'm Glenda Geek from a warm Ocala, Florida. Oh, shut up! I'm Jamie
1: Jennings from a frigid Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February fifteenth, episode twenty six fourteen. Brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, Horse World.
0: Oh, it's been a okay. it's been a long morning for Jamie already. She's she's uh, a little frozen. <sighs> She's a little frozen. My this
1: face hurts. It hurts. <laughs> here, it is. Does it sound like shall, this outside? More than 200.
0: Million. Sound like that? Windy and. It is negative
1: 26. And... I did not <laughs> sign up for this. I am from Arizona and then Atlanta. We did not have things like this. this is not, and I, and the, in the world of like Glenn, when I moved here, It rained more in the first winter I lived here than ever. And everybody would be like, "Mm, this never happens. And then, like, during that spring, we had more tornadoes than ever. This never happens. Do you know what everybody's saying to me about this cold?
0: Never happens. happens. Oh my God. Yeah, there's a lot of people in Texas saying the same thing right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, this is like a storm from Siberia, apparently. And it just blew straight across down into Oklahoma and Texas
0: dying yeah well uh, you guys and and I have never seen so much news about Texas on the weather except for hurricanes I mean or tornadoes not usually for it being snow in Austin you know <laughs> I
1: mean, it's crazy it's just just crazy it's just awful everything is breaking and everything is quitting and- are they
0: doing rolling power outages with you guys too like they're doing in Texas right now?
1: I don't know what that's. I don't know. That means your
0: power just goes out for an hour at a time in different areas, and they keep switching the areas that power goes out to try and save power because there's not enough.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, we don't have, not that I know of. We don't have. We'll let you know
0: in the middle of the show if we lose Uh, (laughs) Jamie. Well, no. That means your infrastructure is better in Oklahoma than it is in Texas.
1: It's a brand new house, though, too. No, I meant the infrastructure in
0: Oklahoma. The power grid is better in Oklahoma than Texas. Hard to believe, but. There you go.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah, there you have it. <laughs> no, now, no, it's it's awful. This is this is this is awful.
0: You're not the coldest because I did post uh, and get a temperature roll call on the auditor room this morning, and the winner is in Zimmerman, Minnesota. Ann Biffle, minus 35 actual temperature.
1: Yeah, she came down here and she's the one that adopted a horse from me, and I. I, I can't. I just don't understand why you would live there. Which like, means well, I mean, windshield
0: It's probably what, minus 50.
1: She's so <laughs> sweet too and she's tiny and cute and has a new baby and she's like but, you know, just this. I'm like I, you don't have to do that, man. You can move. I tell everybody all the time move, sell, move to Oklahoma. I noticed
0: Oklahoma. a couple of people were it's using using that sticks. on you over the weekend on Facebook too. You can move. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I know I did and it's here. <laughs> this is here. I mean, but this is kind of a freak thing. People in Minnesota like that's like their their winter. Mary asked her how she does
0: it, and she says we drink. That's why she's a new baby. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a show for you today beside the weather. Uh, we're going to meet the host of the newest Horse Radio Network show. It's a place that is actually warmer than Jamie's right now. And that's the Canada Horse podcast. It's warmer in Canada than it is in the south of the United States right now. My
1: farrier is currently in Alberta, and she's like, I do not look forward to coming home to the weather. <laughs> it's warmer in Alberta where she is than it is here in Oklahoma. Uh,
0: we're also going to do some equestrian first world problems, which my guests relate around the weather. Plus, uh, we have a study show, and Deanne from Horse Nation stops by, so we have all of that coming up at today's show. But it is time for some Daily Whinnies. <music> <laughs> well, happy birthday to two of our terrific auditors, Stephanie Eileen and Abby Fultz. Happy birthday to both of you. Plus, we have a new a couple of new auditors that signed up in the last week. I'd like you to take a stab at Ella's last name.
1: Um, let's see. Reg- Regera.
0: Regera. Well, we're going with that. And if she got it
1: wrong, please know
0: we love you. And we we are known for getting names wrong. And Katie Orr. I'll do Katie Orr's. That one's easy. (laughs) But welcome, you guys. And if you want to become an auditor, which is kind of like a membership club insider group and they have their own facebook page and have a great time in there they have about 55 facebook pages actually to be honest there's a whole bunch of sub pages off of that as well and we have uh, extra content that we do for the auditors so you can find all of that uh just go to network.com, scroll down the right side of the page you'll see an auditor banner and for as little as three dollars a month you can join the party
1: think all of the nice kind of people who, when I first went in for my shoulder surgery, I posted on Facebook, please, everybody, let me know what I need to watch on TV, you know, between Netflix and Disney plus and all of the, you know, regular apps <clears throat> and everybody came through with some really great suggestions. And l- I got to tell you, I'm pretty impressed. I am not at all a Star Wars fan, Glenn. Like, I mean, just yeah, I just we, never we've determined I, that I over the years. Young, <laughs> I didn't understand it. And then when I was older, it was like the Jar Jar Binks one. And I just was like, this is stupid. And so I just never got into Star Wars. Um, I was more of a next generation fan. Anyway, not important. So the point is, I had a lot of people tell me to watch The Mandalorian, and uh I gotta tell you. Finished it last night.
0: Did you fall Fre- in love with baby Yoda?
1: Freaking great. <laughs> that well, when, when it first came out, I've been talking about this baby Yoda thing, and I was like, oh, so he's in it for like a second. I didn't know the whole series was about saving baby Yoda in Eve every <laughs> single episode. Oh my god. I there's a couple times Chad turned and looked at me and he was like, Oh my god, you just ovulated, didn't you? And I was like, Yes! <laughs> I love it
2: so much.
1: <laughs> Did you get was through great- the disturbing one where
0: he was eating the eggs?
1: Oh my god! I <laughs> laughed hysterically at that one. That one was so funny. Uh, the, the the spider one with the eggs. Oh, that was, was super creepy. But he was cute in that one. Um, but we finished that one. I finished the impossible. I got to tell you, it took finished... me about
0: four episodes of Mandalorian to get into it because of the timing. It was so it was Western slow, which was intentional. You know, they made it like westerns. Uh, but it was so slow that, and he, they took forever driving places. They seemed to fix that in later episodes where. We didn't spend, you know, half of the show just driving in his uh, in his ship, so that got better. But it, it did take me a while to get through the, the slow parts.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't find any of it neat. It's slow. I just found it very predictable. Like, I mean, it's a t- series. So it's like he wanted to go somewhere and then he needed information. And somebody and were was gonna like, be, I'll give you the information. People are if big you...
0: animals get in their way. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. and it was like,
1: I'll help you if you help me kill yeah. somebody. Yeah. And then, like, done. You know, like, so it was kind of very Western. Bad, but... <laughs> yeah. It was very Western. But, dude, a fun fact, and you probably know this uh, because you probably Google like I do when the show's on. I'm like, oh my God, I need to know. Because I was like, is he actually in? In, <clears throat> is the actor doing the voice actually in the costume, the Mandalorian suit for the entire thing. And so I Google it and it actually isn't. He has two people there's two people, especially in season one that are in the suit. And you you mentioned it was a western. Do you know that John Wayne's grandson is the Mandalorian? basically? I didn't know that. No, you did not know that. Look at me dropping some knowledge on play that bumper where we're going to do a fun fact of the day. Okay. Fun <laughs> fact of the day. John Wayne's grandson, Brendan Wayne is actually in the suit. Most of the time. I think they said that Pedro is he like the gig- stunt guy? He's like the guy in the suit and he does his own stunts and he's trained classically trained actor, but he just, this is his gig is he's mm-hmm. in the suit. Now, they did say... Not they, a lot of
0: FaceTime there.
1: No, no. But I had to Google who he was. And I, I just thought that was interesting. And they were like pretty excited that the grandson of John the Wayne Duke. was in there, like space Western. <laughs> <laughs> Which is and what it is. Really is. It. <laughs> and I watched The Imposters, And then one of our... Continuing my Daily Winnie, one of our listeners, and I'm, I'm so sorry, I cannot remember who it is. So I was watching the Parks and Rec on Netflix, and then Netflix just... Turned it off like pulled it and I had like five episodes of Parks and Rec left and out of like seven seasons five (laughs) episodes left and one of the listeners told me to download the Peacock app Peacock it's like $4.99 a month and it has everything if you guys don't have the Peacock I we're going to get rid of a lot of things because of the Peacock app. It's that good.
0: Yeah, we're about to cut cable at this point. We've, ha- had oh, enough we don't have the other services. Play. Yeah, we still do, but that's uh, about to go.
1: <laughs> no, just to get Disney Plus, you know, we have Netflix, Disney Plus, and The Peacock. And we had HBO. We're going to get rid of that. We've had, we have, uh, what, what was stopping TV. us is,
0: is mm-hmm. all the shows that are on this on uh, Discovery. And now that Discovery Plus is out, now we can get rid of it.
1: See, I think Peacock has Discovery stuff. You'll have to check it out. It's yeah. pretty good. It's like all NBC stuff and like movies and all the things. Very it pretty
0: good. Well, just well, one quick thing here before we get on with the rest of the show. Let's go back and talk a little bit about, I'll give you an update on Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. So this is where we're at currently, changing by the week. Uh, so with all the support, they raised $550,000 in the grassroots effort to keep the five star going. And that is going to happen. They're going to do a five star and a four star. So they're going to do both divisions on April 22nd through the 25th. Still at this point, this is the way it reads. Spectators are not allowed at this time, but the USCF will continue to monitor the effects of pandemic to determine whether a limited number of spectators can be permitted at some point closer to the event, with priority given to 2020 rollover ticket holders. So if you had a ticket for 2020, then they would you would be the first in line to get the tickets here. So those that paid for the 2020 event and chose to roll their money for 2021 will have the option for a full refund, or you can roll your tickets over to 2022. So if you want to roll them over for another year, you can do that. So that's the way they're going to do it, and that's going to be the priority. My guess is that they allow some spectators, let's say 25%, it's going to be all 2020 ticket holders. (laughs) is the way it's going to work out.
1: Let me point something out. And it has been pointed out before. What... The hell. So the Super Bowl can have 27,000 people in a stadium, but we can't have people walking around at 1,032 acres, which is the Kentucky Horse Park. Are you freaking kidding me? Give me a break. There is no reason that people can't come and you can't wear a mask and socially distance and all those things. God, I mean, I'm so frustrated by this
0: too many people involved in this one i think it's a uscf is what it comes back to on this one and i don't know if they just don't want to make an exception for this when they're not allowing spec they're still not allowing spectators anywhere so even at even in wellington florida the most open i mean they just did the the daytona 500 yesterday with 30,000 fans so uh, i mean florida's pretty open here uh, but yet Yesterday in Wellington, the, there are no spectators. So there are no spectators at USCF events still. And I think they don't want to make an exception for this one and they have all the other events bitching. That's my guess. I don't know. I don't know for certain. That's my guess. Well, Jamie, there's been this battle between Lexington, Kentucky and Ocala, Florida, about who was the horse capital of the world.
1: Oh, gosh. Just, Is Norco involved, too? No, that's another one. No,
0: but they actually went to court. And sued each other years ago, about 10, 12 years ago, they sued each other because one was claiming O'Cala was claiming their horse capital. Lexington was claiming their horse capital and they sued each other. Well, they what they did is the judge actually said, look, you can both claim it. So the result of the court battle was they both can claim it. And you'll go into both places now and you'll see signs that say horse capital of the world. Well, I
1: noticed that before.
0: Yeah, well, that's right and and they do that, they still do that. They, to this day they both claim it. So Ocala always puts out their horse industry report because they still are claiming that they're horse capital. They're still fighting over this. So So I got the latest horse industry report, and, and do you want to hear a little bit of stats from Marion County? In, uh, oh, my Ocala gosh. Is? It's
1: like the who's wiener's bigger.
0: Yes, exactly. Good Lord. Exactly like that. Marion County now is huge, and Ocala is part of Marion County, and uh, it, it, it is a big county. But then the county, that Lafayette County in Lexington is big too. So here we go, 195,000 acres of horse property in the county. It's the largest horse population of any Hold U.S. On. county.
1: Do you have the same, like, numbers for Lexington? No, because I do not. I don't feel like it's because... <laughs> fair for you to just do Ocala and not do Lexington. So
0: I live here, so I can do it. Uh, largest horse population of any U.S. county, it says, uh, 80,000 horses here in the county. There are 37,000 thoroughbreds and it's a 2.3 billion dollar horse industry impact.
1: 2.3 billion?
0: Yep. And well, a Kentucky's
1: pr- equine industry has a 3 billion. No, that's I Kentucky. We're that.
0: talking one county in Florida now. We're just talking the county. 18% of Marion County's economy is horses, which is pretty incredible actually. And 1.3 billion of that is Thoroughbred industry. Now, here's some other numbers for you. We've had two Triple Crown winners that were born here in Marion County. 45 national champions, 6 Kentucky Derby winners, 20 Breeder Cup winners, and 6 Horse of the Years. So there, we've had a whole lot of cool stuff come out of our county here in Florida.
1: Well, let me just tell you that I used to live in Lexington, Kentucky, and I do not agree with you that y'all are the, you know, horse capital of the world. I have been to Ocala. You have? Yes, I've been to Ocala. My mama lives not very far away. If you drive down 75, you go through Ocala. But we I've have the World Horses. Equestrian
0: Center now. So I'm just saying. Oh,
1: mm, my God. Yeah, I have the Kentucky Horse Park, 1,200 acres, Kentucky Horse 4, Park,
0: 4,500
1: acres. Well, your winner, at the horse park <laughs> is bigger. Okay, that's all you get though, because um, you don't have Rude and Riddle and Haggard and no,
0: we Lock, have we have Equal our own versions Research of those.
1: Center and let's see, Kentucky Derby winners. Uh, you have small numbers. We have six of racehorses. Kentucky Derby
0: winners that were born in this county. How many is Lexington have?
1: Oh, do we? You would really want to go there? Yeah. Do you really want to yeah. go there? Let's Google that. How many? <laughs> KY Derby winners
0: are from. You'll be lucky to find the answer quickly.
1: I will find it. I will find it in Kentucky Derby winners. I'm going to Wikipedia. Okay, there's been how many? Like 140. There are 74 derby winners from Kentucky.
0: Now, 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 we from, from, from Lexington. Lexington. Yes.
1: From Lexington. <laughs> so
0: Here, sucky. I just found an article on Visit Lexington. Here's an article about the 61 reasons Lexington is considered the horse capital of the world.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: So um, they contain they do the twelve hundred acre Kentucky Horse Park. We got that beat. World Question Center is forty five hundred okay, acres. Yeah, you win that one. You we win them. that one. Uh, the water that passes through the massive limestone shelf that oh my god beneath our nourishing bluegrass pastures feeds the soil and makes it the nicest grass in the world. Are you well, kidding that's me? That's
1: true. But <laughs> I see this article. I I was on this article too, and I had to leave it because it was so lame. This is pretty what lame. I-
0: <laughs> They're stretching here.
1: (laughs) So you guys have um, the largest horse population of any U.S. county. That's because Lexington has a couple more counties. 80,000 horses in Ocala. Guess how many horses there are in Lexington? How many? 140,000. Okay, In Kentucky or Lexington? In Lexington. 37,000 thoroughbred horses you guys have. There's... Sixty-four thousand thoroughbreds in Lexington. How can they claim it's
0: the largest horse population of any U.S. county? Then,
1: um, you guys make one point three billion. Uh, Two point three billion. In yeah. Okay. Well, Kentucky makes nine billion. Yeah, but
0: that's Kentucky again. You're, you're not, no, apples you apples, like, not apples to apples. Not
1: apples to apples here. Also. Stop and tell you that I've been making up every one of these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so suck it. Some people are like, "She is wrong. She <laughs> is wrong." That's a right. eye of the. If you know the answer, email them to me on whatever. But anyway, I just had to peek in Glenn's Cheerios a little bit. Go ahead. I'm what?
0: just bragging here about. The, I lived in both places too, so I, uh, you know, kind of.
1: Do you me know me. how many horses were born in Lexington this year? Four billion. Okay, 4 billion horses were born in Lexington this year, and it's February, Glenn.
0: So I just looked like, up- Do you know
1: how much those horses are worth? Each one of them is worth $125 million apiece. So do the math.
0: I just looked up at Florida. I was curious. So um, it's $11.7 billion in Florida.
1: $11.7 billion what?
0: what? Uh, the economic impact of horses.
1: Oh well, if you took whole Kentucky, the economic impact of horses in Lexington, Kentucky is four hundred and twenty trillion dollars. <laughs> you're just you're gonna lose. So you can't beat four hundred and twenty trillion dollars. I mean
0: we're Let's only move on. We're never gonna settle it. They already fought death. it out in court and All obviously they need didn't settle it. It's <laughs> so.
1: horses to to get rid of our national debt, okay? and that's why they're
0: both listed as uh, horse capitals of the world because nobody can agree. Um, so, <laughs> I, something that they they did a study on. I was wondering about this. They did a study on whether you can catch COVID from tack, from saddles and bridles and stuff. And they did this study in in England, is uh, Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine, which. Sounds exotic, um, and what they did is they tested ten types of sporting equipment, ranging from a polyurethane saddle, basically a wintech, to footballs, rugby saddles, tennis balls, blah blah blah. So they did all kinds of sports equipment, and what they found that overall that getting COVID from gear was low, but they yeah. actually put they actually put uh, two strains of COVID, a, a very low dose of COVID on, on, and then they tested it in, in one minute, five minutes, 15 minutes, and an hour later. And then they did it with a high strain of COVID. And what they found was that the polyurethane saddle actually held on to the COVID longer than anything else. Uh, so, but after an hour to uh, an hour to two hours, they said they could, they didn't find enough on it to even worry about. So if you let the saddle sit for an hour to two hours, and this is a Wintec type saddle, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to catch COVID from it. A lot of the other things, including leather, anything that was leather was very low. Like in, in 15 minutes, it would be gone. So leather actually did better than synthetics. And uh, they're not quite sure why that is, but uh, so like a baseball glove was because they're made of leather was one of the lowest uh, and low dose concentrations of that would go on in five to 15 minutes. So what they found was that most sporting equipment, it would go away very quickly. So there you go. Just thought I'd throw that out there.
1: Did you know really? that Lexington being the horse capital of the world is in part because more money changes hands over the sale of horses in Lexington than any place Legally in the world? Legally or illegally? Daily, on the <laughs> yearly amount of money that is cha- exchanged between hands of horses has to do with $11 trillion. <laughs> horses are sold for $11 trillion dollars, Glenn. And did you know that thoroughbred park, you know, the, where the statue of the horses come galloping around, do you know how much each one of those statues is worth?
0: Uh, 11 trillion dollars? <laughs> 4 billion dollars a piece.
1: 4 billion dollars. A okay, piece.
0: I just looked up what is the horse capital of the world to see which one uh which one Okay. Uh, uh, let's see what you, your Google would said. Google picked Lexington is the horse capital of the world.
1: Yay, Google wins.
0: Yep. So Google that's what for- Lexington picked, or that's what Google picked.
1: Do you know how many briar horses created are horses that are from Lexington, Kentucky? Nine thousand and twenty-eight. So
0: here, there's an article that says what makes Ocala the horse capital of the world, and uh, here they're just saying they're saying oh, we still have the largest horse population. They're still claiming that.
1: Do you know how many horse farms there are in the Bluegrass region? <laughs>
0: uh, how many?
1: nine hundred (laughs) and twenty
0: eight thousand four hundred seventy two so here um they're saying yeah that seems a little it seems a little high
1: did you know i've tried to look up the court
0: case to see when that was
1: for every one person in kentucky there's seven hundred and ninety eight horses so
3: (laughs) suck on that
0: (laughs) Why are you so you know much in favor streets, of Lexington here, by the way?
1: Do you know how many streets in Lexington, Kentucky are named after horses? Okay. Guess how many streets there are in Lexington, Kentucky? There are 3 million streets in Lexington, Kentucky, and 2.98 million of those are named after horses. Horses.
0: All right. So here I found an article, Kentucky and Florida in the Horse Capital Battle. And this was back in 2002. <laughs> So that's how long this has been going on. This is back in two thousand two. So they said uh, numbers have nothing to do with it. Texas and California lead the way by far in the terms of number or t- uh, terms of number of horses and breeds by state. But Kentucky and Florida, in sort of a friendly rivalry, have often gone back and forth, which is the horse capital. So apparently, neither one are.
1: Do you know that the Kentucky horse industry is responsible for nearly eight hundred million jobs? <laughs>
0: Do you know that there are 40 signs in Lexington that have the slogan, ca- Horse Capital of the World? So they win just by the number of signs.
1: Only 40? I think it's more like 400,000. <laughs> it does
0: seem like they're everywhere, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> when you're driving there, you get these signs. For
1: those listening, Glenn has not picked up on any of this. No, no, I'm just
0: letting it out. go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, according to the American Horse Council, Texas and California clearly lead the way by the total number of horses with 678 and seventy-eight and six hundred forty-two thousand, respectively. Florida is third at Oklahoma, Illinois, Ohio, and Colorado. Kentucky is eighth. So, Oklahoma has more horses than Kentucky.
1: Well... At your farm alone, they have horses. (laughs) What the economic impact of horses is in Oklahoma? (laughs) It's got to be four hundred trillion trillion trillion
0: dollars. That that's in that article too. Uh, It's
1: a billion trillion. (laughs) Yep. By the way, Chad. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) eleven trillion dollars. That's not possible. On that
0: note, because I haven't forgotten. (laughs) Oh. And now it's time for today's equestrian, who knew, fact of the day. And mine, this fact of the day is Mustang related just for you.
1: Is it Lexington, Kentucky no, Mustangs.
0: No. There are six type of Mustang horses found in America, and you have to tell me which type of yours is the Pryor Mountain Mustang, the, is it Kiger? Kiger? Tiger Tiger. Mustang, the Surbat Mustang, the Spanish Mustang, the Chincoteague Pony, and the Colonial Spanish Mustang. Each one has unique characteristics that set them apart. Which one is Zeus?
1: Okay so I did all of the DNA testing and mm-hmm. he was of the uh South American so probably Spanish Mustang, Mustang. would be the thing he was closest to and then I when I DNA tested Thor my last Mustang he was of the group that came from the north Amer- like from that were brought in through like northern California and on down so they're both maybe he was colonial Spanish one was Spanish I don't know but they they both had Spanish uh, ancestry.
0: Well, the colonial Spanish Mustang. I'll talk about those today. Experts believe that they are descendant of mixed breeds, including Spanish Barb, Arabian, and Andalusian. Believe it or not, uh, and unlike most domesticated horses, they have five lumbar vertebrae instead of the usual six. There are currently two herds of colonial Spanish mustangs in America, and they're both on the outer banks of North Carolina. And they're basically ponies. The colonial Spanish mustangs we all heard about the ones that live out there in North Carolina. They're a hardy, hardy batch. Um, They're twelve to thirteen hands tall. And not Zeus. No, that's not Zeus. So he definitely was of a different, different group. Uh, And they're managed out there. They live through hurricanes. They're a tough group of ponies, let me tell you. So, yep. So that's where. The that's the colonial Spanish Mustang. So I find it hard to believe that there's only six types of Mustangs in America.
1: Yeah. Who knows?
0: I, you know, I think most of us think about Spanish Mustang, you know, just general Spanish Mustangs, right? And that's what we think about.
1: But there's, I mean, I, you know, basically if you DNA test them, it goes to back to the foundation. And so to get, you know, horses that were from, that have a lot, like Thor had a lot of quarter horse in him. So he was a newer, you know, he was kind of more a mix of f- horses that had been released or gotten mm-hmm. loose to feral horses. And so he, that was more his, his breed. His, cri- uh, Qu- Zeus is a Venezuelan Criollo. Allí- is what his oh okay so yeah well
0: that makes sense that again a lot of inbreeding from horses that just got loose and formed packs right yeah exactly they formed gangs (laughs) in the the wild west (laughs) he was part of the spanish gang (laughs) and there was the andalusian gang and the arabian gang (laughs) and
1: Okay. I, w- I would do voices for those because I hear them in my head, but then I would probably get negative, really nasty. The Chickatee
0: Gang. They were a different <laughs> gang altogether. They, they formed their own gang and went out to an island. They want to deal with the other gangs. That's because
1: they're so little. <laughs> they're like, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we're
0: Might. getting picked on. <laughs> all, right. all right. This show is totally devolved into nothingness. Uh, can we please <laughs> hear about our sponsor?
1: <laughs> yes, 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 we can. That's right. Millions of Americans do the same thing every January, and that's sign up for January memberships and resolve to get fit. In a few weeks, many of them have already thrown in the towel. Luckily, it's much easier to pump up the performance of your horse. You see, in every cell in your horse relies on glucose to fuel its function and growth. Feeding your horse chromium helps optimize the use of glucose so your horse has more energy for body upkeep health, and performance, ultimately resulting in improved overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Give your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium on the market today, ChemTrace Chromium from ChemIn. Ask for it by name, otherwise you might not get what you pay for. Learn more about ChemTrace Chromium at chemin.com chromiumeq.
0: Well, Jamie, since we started Horse Radio Network, our number two listening audience has always been Canada. And we've always wanted to do a show that focused on Canadian equestrians, because there's quite a few of them. And I'm proud to say that we are now. Uh, the Canada Horse Podcast is a podcast that has started and is now five episodes in. And we have a host that you might recognize for another show here on the network. And that's Nikki Porter is with us. Hi, Nikki.
3: Hello, thanks for having me again.
0: And Nikki hosts Take the Reins, and I know a lot of you listen to that show and love it. So, Nikki, we've been talking about this podcast for months now, and you got it off the ground with a terrific co-host. Introduce your co-host.
3: Oh my gosh, I got it off the ground with the best co-host, although I know that you have a lot of really good co-hosts, Glenn, (laughs) so... You might. You uh, might have um. something. I'm Sorry, Jamie. Excuse sorry, <laughs> but I I did get very lucky. As soon as you suggested this, Glenn, I was like, I know the perfect person. The best part is that uh, she's not. She's new to the podcast world, but I knew that her passion for the topic. I knew that her personality would just work beautifully. So Nadine Smith is with us as well right now, and she is my co-host on Cannon Horse Podcast. Welcome
2: to Dean. Hi. Well, that was a lovely introduction, Nikki. I love hearing you talk about (laughs) me like that.
1: (laughs) Oh, go on. (laughs) The weird
0: part is, Jamie said to me earlier in the show, she said, maybe I'll give my daily winnie to the Canadians because they have to put up with this freaking cold all the time. She's actually colder than you guys right now. So,
1: uh, Um, I I can't even imagine. I just. You know, it's you say you can't imagine, but I'm pretty sure you can. You live in Canada. (laughs) But we
2: expect it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Looking at forums and stuff of people that, you know, they're not prepared. Their pipes aren't buried deep enough. They don't have um, winter gear and their horses don't have winter blankets. And then you're incurring all these costs. I just... We feel for you.
0: Welcome to Texas right now.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Texas and Oklahoma. I I was fortunate enough to borrow water heaters, like submergible water heaters. I didn't even know that was a bang and uh, to keep horses' waters from freezing. You know what I did yesterday was I worked on pickaxing my pond so my horses could have water. I'm like, I don't, so I was I was thinking, Canadians, how do you do it? Like, how How do you survive every day like this? I mean, there's like a week and I'm, I'm ready to move to Florida.
3: Jamie, I kind of feel a little bad for you, but not like a hundred percent, but I did have somebody, somebody said to me today, she walked in the arena and she goes, oh, you must just be used to this. And I was like, no, I don't, I will never get used to this cold. It doesn't matter how long you live in it we feel like you feel right now a lot of the time <laughs> and i
2: <laughs> do <I'm>, you agree <laughs> yeah, well you know what i lived in saskatchewan for a period of time oh. and that is another level of cold you know i haven't been up in the in the territories before but you know it wasn't uncommon to see minus 30 minus 40 celsius and that oh. is a completely different more unsafe temperature than what we see here, which is typically in the winter be like minus 15, minus 20 Celsius is pretty normal. So I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with minus 40. (laughs) Oh, wow. That
1: really, really just really makes it unlivable. Negative 20 seems really, (laughs) it's like, get your bikinis on ladies. We're going out. (laughs) I know I just yeah I don't know if you are you in are you in danger do y'all need men to marry to move you
3: south here I mean if you need help you just they can't move message. south
0: they're not allowed out of the country right now they're... I'm
1: pretty <laughs> sure Jamie you.
3: offered me a man the last time I was
1: on this podcast <laughs> I feel like that's the way I can save you like that's my farrier I'm like do you need something my brother's single I will I'm, I'll am i marry him off to a Canadian and man. you're all nice like I can't go wrong so tell yeah, us about no, it's this. definitely, sorry, Glenn. Not to change it's the topic, but like,
0: to change the topic. Well, Jamie will go on the whole time about this. So let's change the topic okay. a little bit. Talk about the Candid Horse podcast. What are you guys going to do? What's, what's the plan?
2: Go for it, Nadine. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm having a great time. As Nikki said, I'm pretty new to being on the podcast, but I've listened to a lot of them. And so we are really excited to be bringing on guests that are going to inform equestrians and help them decide for themselves the why behind the things that they do for their horses all while showcasing canada at the
3: same time so we've got a we've got a long list of visions here (laughs) How, how
0: big is the equestrian community in canada is there are there a ton of horses
3: i i would say it is but i don't know if if anybody who's speaking to us from like southern this southern states they probably think we're crazy for thinking that there's a lot but uh no it's it's pretty active and i think that what happens is because um because we're maybe not as out there uh we kind of it's not as known what is happening within canada when it comes to the horse world so that's really what we'd like to highlight um, is to highlight the amount of professionals, the the amazing opportunities that people have within Canada, and uh, and yeah, we're you know we're not Texas, but there's a lot of really great places to be able to be a, a cowboy or cowgirl or English rider here in Canada.
0: Well, two th- reasons that people know about horses in Canada are Heartland
3: and, <laughs> I say that. and
0: Calgary. I <laughs> mean, those two. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And we're going to try to open up people's perspective a little bit.
1: <laughs> I mean, like I, I think I said this last time, you must be friends with Amy because she's like, you know, <laughs> horses in Canada. I mean, everybody must know each other.
2: <laughs> Nadine, you want to speak to that one? <laughs> so, so actually what I was going to add, and this is kind of on the same topic, is that we're such a huge country. We're so big and far apart that we you know what goes on in bc and alberta sometimes they don't know what's happening out west or out east sorry and and vice versa so this is a way for us to connect not only our country to the u.s and around the world but also to each other and we wish we knew amy from heartland we're trying we want to get her (laughs) on
0: my wife might have a connection yeah
2: yeah we had her on this one a while ago you can go back and listen and uh and and
1: and maybe talk to my producer and steal her contact information. Cause I would love to hear a bunch of Canadian women sit there talking about horses. Woo! That'd <laughs> <be> <laughs> awesome. Yeah,
3: She's definitely like on our goal list of having on the show. She would be our, our ultimate, okay, here's who, here's who we have to represent Canada right now. Cause you're so right. The first people, first thing that people think about is Canada horses, heartland.
0: Yeah, and I think... I mean, it's natural. Most people yeah. in the United States have heard of Calgary, too. I mean, the Calgary yes. Stampede. Most people have heard of that. It's still on my bucket list to come up and do that one of these days. We'll get up there. Um, we'll meet you then. Yeah, it just, it just looks like so much fun. So, there, so this is going to be a general show, kind of like ours. You're not going to focus on anyone discipline, anyone, you know, English, Western. It's going to be a little bit of everything?
3: Yeah, it's going to... It's actually... It's so exciting because... We had an interview recently with someone, and I, Nadine, can I say like what the topic is because it actually comes out this week. Ooh, yeah. this sounds salacious. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so not. We're such nerds. This is the best part. It's about insurance, but like, who ne- we all need to have these conversations about insurance. So um, it's it's actually it's one of my favorite uh, interviews to be honest. But I would never be able to do that on Take the Reins. So it's, it's opening doors for us to be, help, be able to have really important conversations within the horse world with people that we would not have had conversations with otherwise. So we're really excited about it.
0: Very good. Well, you can find Canada Horse Podcast on any podcast player, by the way. I'm happy to let you know that it's now showing up on searches on podcast players, where last week it wasn't, but now it's showing up. I searched this morning and found it on Podcast Addict. So that means that they're picking it up from Apple, and most of your podcast players now should have it. It's also on the Horse Radio Network All Shows feed. The first two episodes are out on the All Shows feed. So if you get that for the Horse Radio Network, you're going to see the new show popping up there. Plus, it'll be on our app. It'll be on the Horse Radio Network app within the next week or two. Uh, they're getting that done now and that takes a while to propagate, but you'll see it popping up there as well. Ladies, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited. Our Canadian listeners will be so excited. They finally have their own show.
2: Thank you so much for having us. We're super excited about it, too.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.
2: thanks you guys.
0: See you in Calgary Bye. when it warms up and there's no more <laughs> COVID. We'll be uh... When
1: Canada lets us back. Here.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> stay warm bye. Bye. bye
0: well there you go for all our Canada listeners and I know we have a lot of dedicated ones and Rhonda this show is specifically for you we did it for you Rhonda the- I
1: feel like like where I want to hear how people survive and you know with, with animals and that weather especially on like a long term basis like winter is like nine months you know and, and here I am suffering for a week but I think that Canadians like listening to us because it's like take take me away, Calgon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell everybody what our temperature was yesterday. We won't mention that. No. 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 I posted pictures of oranges yesterday, which are not edible. These are the ones that we have at our house, unfortunately, are they're beautiful but not edible. Um, and but and I got a lot of comments from people about my orange picture, <laughs> as you can imagine. Yeah. You want to do some first world problems? I got to imagine that you got a few and that they're all weather related today. That's what I have to imagine. But let's
1: find out. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. That's right. It's time for equestrian first world problems. And that is the time when we actually let you guys tell us what your problems are. It's very sad. It's emotional. It's difficult. And, um, you know, we're here for you. The struggle is real. Um, so Glenn on, on Sunday nights or like in the morning this morning, I posted, we're looking for your equestrian first world problems and we want to know what they are. And only the auditors get to do that and see that. So if they want to become an auditor, how do they do that? Just go
0: to horseradionetwork.com and scroll down the right side of the page. You'll see the auditor banner right there. Click on that and all the instructions are there.
1: That's right. And you mentioned Anna's first world problem already. She says, um, but she's up in Canada and she's taking a forced, oh no, sorry, Minnesota. Close enough. She's taking (laughs) close enough, a forced vacation, uh, because she said that nobody will come and take riding lessons because it's too cold. And she said, I'm still on vacation and I bought a new helmet and I can only wear it around the house. (laughs) 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 i know alex says that the weather sucks so bad that like we have to ride in like the indoor arena (laughs) so my brother side note is dating a horse girl right no and yes he didn't learn his lesson
0: being a sister or brother to you
1: She's a show jumper. So we're kind of different, you know, I mean, uh, and she's like classy hunters. and you're like not, is jumper. that what you're classy, saying? You know? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I posted something and, and she's, I guess made a comment to my brother about, gosh, what was it? But I was like, Oh, whatever. You're totally the kind of girl who like rides in an indoor. <laughs> and she, my brother was like, how did you know that? And she said, <laughs> You said she did. I was like, cause she's just an indoor kind of girl, (laughs) (laughs) which was like my way of insulting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Chantel says I bought a bunch of cute saddle pads, but I've only ridden a dozen times since new year because of the snow and winter, by the way, her current count is 34. Oh my and God, she has one she be- <laughs> oh, yeah. she's one beat. Oh yeah. Free me. Like older me would have would have been swimming in her saddlebag. They've been the greatest thing ever. Uh uh Ina says at the barn I work at, they switched out the shovel part on the bobcat and took the large one to plus No. So and now I have to muck stalls with these small one. I had to make four trips to dump <laughs> the poo. Uh, Diane says my horses She moved to North Carolina and she's like My horses are finally coming to join me But the weather's been so iffy It might get pushed back I feel like she's been waiting on her horses for like Two months (laughs) Jillian says it took my saddle Forever to get here but it's been Too icy to ride so I've just been Oiling it and it hasn't even been on a horse yet
0: (laughs) You know she's been sitting in, In the house though you know that right
1: Um yeah, I, I would put it on this, you know, the edge of the couch and sit on it. So they did as a kid. That's how you break them in, right? Um, let's see. Everybody's complaining about. Oh, this is really sad. You know, Carrie is just weather related, but she's like, with all the cold weather, I like to work on obstacles and like desensitization stuff. But my pony is like an ex police horse, and he's perfect with every obstacle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny oh god
1: like, uh, Chelsea's perfect. he's so for me like whatever that little horse parker I got I haven't been able to really mess with him yet but like everything I do he doesn't care so I'm like what am I going to teach you you don't care about anything um Let's see. Chelsea says, I just got a new Charles Owen helmet for Christmas. Yay. But now they've released new look helmets and they're like super cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't see
1: the new Charles Owen. Helmets. I was look at those. Yeah. Yeah. I love Charles Owen. I need to get myself a new Charles Owen vest. I had a lot of people asking me what kind of vest I ro- ride in, like the flak jacket or cross country vest. I ride in a Charles Owen because it's the only one I felt really hugged my uh, collarbone. Is your air
0: vest Charles Owen too?
1: No, I, my air vest is a point Point two. I'm a, I'm a old school with my air vest. I have like the first one.
0: So you don't have the one that's built in that's both together? If you, you put one no, the other. Yeah.
1: no, because um to be completely honest, I feel like those air vests are just gonna cause more problems when they're you're at the like lower levels. But novice training like training and up, definitely I would have my air vest on. But if I fall off in beginner novice, it's not going to be because of a rotational fall. It's going to be because I'm an idiot. And then the air vest thing is going to pop and my horse is going to head to Texas.
0: Most of the time in those lower levels, the horse just stops and the rider just slowly falls off the front, rolls off the front of the neck.
1: It's not me, Glenn. If I'm going off, I'm going, I'm going off hard. (laughs) It's going to count. Um terry and this is a problem terry i get it i hate this she said i can only ride sporadically at this time of the year so my legs are sore after every ride reminding me (laughs) that i'm not riding enough i hate that (laughs) yes i hate them like oh my god i have really haven't been working hard enough um let's see Mm, let's see somebody's hose froze it's snowing um Let's see. Margaret says, "I work in a ski area and we're like inundated with people since we got all the snow and it's like our busiest time of the year and I have to like work all the time so I haven't had time at all to like ride my new pony Jacques." Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's Jacques because that is a fantastic name. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Oh, Nana, this is, she's in California. I think so. She said, I ended the horse trials on my dressage score. And it was like the best one I've had in years. But somehow all the other amateurs in training level killed it this weekend. So like our 33.6 was only good for 10th place. That sucks. You get that's pretty good. <laughs> in training and you get 10th. And she said, by the way, yeah, she knows she totally humble bragged. <laughs> <laughs> that uh that's a pretty good score. That's wow. a great score for, for 10th. Place. For 10th. You get a ribbon for that. You know what? You finish with a no num- with a number and not a letter. So there's something to be said. Um Charlotte says it's been raining in Ocala a lot and the barn where my horse has, has a covered arena, but like my mounting ramp, she's a para rider. My mounting ramp is outside and my horse doesn't like the sound of the rain coming down the water spout. So I can't ride.
0: <laughs> Charlotte, they need to cover that ramp for you. What's, what's going on over there?
1: I mean, Seriously. Let's see here. I, I I'm I don't have it as organized as I usually do because I usually have time before the show to like do things. But I started the show late because I was in negative 26 <laughs> degree wind chill trying to feed the horses. <clears throat> Let's see. Kristen says,
0: did they look at you this morning and say, what the? Are am I? Are we doing here?
1: <clears throat> they they were stuck in the stalls, and I'm pretty sure that if I videoed them, I'm gonna open the doors later to turn them on. They're gonna run out and turn around and run back in. <laughs> That's what they're doing. <laughs> Um, Kristen says, and I'll finish with this because she says, Everyone else's emergency winter weather is our normal winter weather, and nobody cares about my problems. Where's she at? Kristen Billy, Kristen Kovach. Uh, she's like in the Dakotas she's up in
0: uh, northern uh Pennsylvania, like near the Border where they get snow all the time near, Lake near the lakes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, bloods are heart. I don't know. I, I don't want any part we of that. We care,
0: so. Kristen. We care. I see your pictures all the time of you out there bundled up with snow up to your knees. I see it. And she
1: time. rides every day. I, I was walking around and the, I have my, my haymakers. I love my boots. My feet stay perfectly warm in them. But the snow is up almost to the top of them, almost to my knees because they're like windy snow drifts. And I just thought, Kristen, rides in this all the time (laughs) i can't i can't even imagine i mean my horses would laugh at me if i went to tack them up
0: oh i (laughs) bet you though with your with your uh injured wing you've been using that excuse not to do any shoveling poor chad has to be out there doing all the shoveling because you're going i can't do it I'm just of I list. told him,
1: I was like, you know, we got to figure out a way to, to clean the stalls today because I can't leave them in again at night with the thing. And he started laughing. He was like, that's hilarious. And <laughs> I was like, why is that funny? We need to do it. He goes, H- have you, have you seen the stalls? Like everything is frozen in the stalls. Like all the poop is frozen. The pee is frozen. Oh, and everything is too. frozen. And I was just like, uh.
0: You Maybe we we'll just camera. put some
1: bedding on top of it. <laughs> That's what
0: we did when we did that in Pennsylvania. And then in about Are you serious? A, oh, yeah. And then it, when it, you finally get your first thaw, you have to strip it. And it's 85 trips to the manure pile, not four. It's okay, so I'm not crazy. the only one who oh, would just no. be
1: put bedding on top we of it. We used to
0: take, sometimes if it got so bad when the snow, when we had a blizzard, you couldn't get out to get to your manure pile because you couldn't find your manure pile. So we we would just take this dirty stuff and pile it in the corner. You would just throw, it, keep piling it in the corner. And then when you had to clean the stalls, you had to take all of that out of the corner. Oh, it was a mess. It was a disaster.
1: Um, why all do we have horses days. in the
0: stall? <laughs> oh, believe me, as a horse husband, during those times, I was asking that question.
1: Well, you know, I de- I was talking about earlier how we were ja- like like ice picking the pond. That was before <laughs> I borrowed the, autumn, the little heated, submergible waterers. And Chad is like, He's picking the pond and he's just like getting so angry. He's so mad. He's like, I'm like, why are you so mad? He's like, why do we do this?
0: I feel him now. I've been there. Oh, the <laughs> there was the year we had the blizzard while we're talking about winter storms. I want to make everybody feel better that we're in 80 degrees. We did live through this at one time. So we're in Pennsylvania. We had a big blizzard. It was one of the big ones. And nine-foot drifts, and all the roads are closed for a week. We didn't get out of our driveway for a week. And the roof came off. It was this tin roof on the barn. In the big tin sheets. And the winds were so strong, it took the roof off in big sheets, which were embedded in the snow banks all through the pastures. So we couldn't turn the horses out because there were tin roof sheets. We couldn't even see them. The snow was so deep. So they were in for uh, weeks. And it was all that was the worst time we've ever had. (laughs) It was awful. We had the percherons then too. And think about the mess they make in stalls and they're stuck in. Oh, it was awful.
1: I I I I I'm stressed out hearing that story.
0: And then you know everybody knows about ice buckets, so you take your buckets out and you dump them, and they're big ice cubes because every night they freeze. Yes. Well, we made a pyramid about chickens
1: watered. Yeah. We made a
0: pyramid of ice buckets about thirty feet high just for fun, Uh, and that didn't melt till like middle of summer.
1: (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God.
0: So, yeah, that's, that's why we live in Florida. <laughs> There's a reason people live here.
1: <laughs> not you get for the summers. To go to Florida. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not for the summers. But then there was a reason people lived in Texas and they're wondering about that now, too. I'm just noticing that a bunch of the Texas people are without power right now that are our listeners. So they are not listening today. They're going to be listening tomorrow. We're thinking yeah. about you guys. Any more? Was that
1: the last one? That was it. That's All right, enough. good. Everybody's, uh, you know, the rest of the ones I couldn't get to, you guys, we feel sorry for you. It's terrible. It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories. Or just some silly nonsense. Hello, Deanne from HorseNation.com. How are you?
4: I'm doing well. How are you today?
1: Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Where in the world are you again? You're in Tennessee, right?
4: Oh no, I'm in Pittsburgh. I think Leslie is in Leslie Tennessee. was in
1: Tennessee. That's right. Pittsburgh. Okay. Well,
4: I
0: they don't have bad weather there. So Pennsylvania. No. <laughs> February
1: sucks nice. <laughs> everywhere. How you much does what? it suck now for you?
4: So we're supposed to be getting about seven inches of snow from like now to tomorrow. But you know, it's funny because I keep getting these messages from people who are like, Oh my god, like, are you okay? And like, Glenn, even you were like, Oh, do you have power? And I'm like, Well, what is is everyone talking about? Like, we're fine, it's Pittsburgh, we have snow that happens, (laughs) and you know, like, it's so I feel like we're actually having this much more typical winter for Pittsburgh than we've had in a couple years, really. Well. Lucky, Lucky
1: you. <laughs> I mean, don't
4: get me wrong, it's still cold and miserable as you go out to feed the horses and like <laughs> check on the chicken's water. <laughs> but, Man, but
1: that's like, the one thing I can't keep up with is the ding chicken water. <laughs> so has right. has anybody told you this this life hack, Dean? Okay. So what you do is you take a simple water bottle. Have you heard this? Stop me if you've heard this or well, is this- I get get a few more words in and then I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, because this is this might just be Oklahoma and so you take a water bottle and you fit, you put about like a cup of salt in it. So maybe like a third of the bottle you put salt in. I
4: have- heard
1: this and then you put dawn dish soap Ooh. like a like an inch of dawn dish soap and then fill the rest of the water shake it up and put it in your chicken's water or your dog's water and it doesn't freeze have you tried this and you get I... clean eggs
4: ha 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 I have not tried this because I'm convinced that's for people who don't have actual like real freezing temperatures <laughs> who like occasionally get down into the thirties. So we just have a lot of heated things.
1: So let me, let me tell you, uh, I heard this and I was like that science doesn't make sense. Like the, it's inside a plastic bottle. It's non the salt. And um, I am going to say that I concur with what you just said is that when it was like 30, it would keep I so I tried it, um, because I'm a you know, I'm a scientist, obviously. Also, it's uh, great fodder for horses in the morning. <laughs> exactly. So I put I put the, the water bottle and then I got a ginormous water water bottle for the horse trough to see if like I could keep it thawed that way. So the chicken water, once it dropped down to like 15, nah, nah. <laughs> I was like the chickens were like, why do you have this thing but, filling up uh, the space for our water? Do and the then chickens
0: the... blow uh, like soap bubbles?
1: No, well, it's in inside bottle the bottle. bottle. Oh, in the it's, it's, you're it's, not drinking it's... the Dawn.
0: Oh, they're not <laughs> drinking the Dawn? See, that's where my clean egg joke came out. Uh, yeah, we I know, thought they we know. were we drinking know. the Dawn.
4: We thought it was lame. So I didn't we just think that was good it. for
1: the chickens. It was yeah, drinking no, the yeah, Dawn.
4: We ignored that joke. I noticed
1: that. Deanna and I have a thing. Um it's, it's just, we just ignore you most of the time. Uh, yeah. So the science doesn't add up and um, yeah, it was unsuccessful. It did not work.
4: I think I, because I remember when I first saw various iterations of this hack that a lot of people said that the reason they thought it worked had a lot less to do with the salt slash dawn slash whatever. And it had more to do with like the bottle bumping around in yeah. the water container, like keeping the ice off the top. So basically allowing some movement, right? which I think that makes a lot of sense to me. And that's also why I insist it only works at barely freezing, not actually freezing.
1: Uh, I'll just tell you, it doesn't work.
4: Oh, fair. So yeah, (laughs) so we have, we have devices we plug in and those work quite well. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, that's really easy to find when you live in Pittsburgh, but it's not when a giant storm is coming and you live in Oklahoma or Texas, people freak out. There was a shipment of heated waterers, like the uh, bucket, submergible bucket heaters or whatever that was coming to the local feed store. And so we called. They were like, the shipment gets in at 6 o'clock. And so I call at 6 o'clock, and are like, 5.50. I'm like, did the shipment come? They were like, yeah, but we have a line that's waiting. <laughs> and there's more people in line than are going to have the actual bottles that we're going to have. It was like people buying toilet
4: paper last year.
0: Or, yes! Well, <laughs> can you imagine? You can't find any bread or milk right now in Texas. I guarantee you those shelves are empty. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, and you know what's funny is, again, Pittsburgh, it's not like this is new to us people still go and like buy all the bread and milk. And it's like, y'all, like we have snowplows. Like we're only ever, <laughs> we're only ever like stuck inside for a couple hours at a time because the snowplows come and clear the roads. Like this isn't new. You
1: know how to handle it. There's a, like, oh my God, I might be inside for three hours. I need bread. Right. Well, <laughs> and so,
4: like, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm originally from Southern California. I think I told you guys that. And when I was pregnant with my first child here, I like I've lived in Pittsburgh or in Pennsylvania since I was like 18 and Pittsburgh since I was 24. And I would talk to like my friends back home. And some of my dad's friends, you know, here I am, like very pregnant would be like, so your baby's due in February. I'm like, yeah, they're like, what are you gonna do if it snows? I'm like, drive to the hospital. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, how are you going to get there?" And I'm like, "In a car? Like I'm not getting on a snowmobile. Hospitals are still open." Oh my <laughs> like, god. Like most of the time babies don't come like in 20 minutes, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a little warning. You could probably get there.
4: <laughs> my gosh,
1: that's so funny. Yeah, they things that we, we're, we're you're a little more prepared up there. Um let's move on to one of the stories on Horse Nation. I'm tired of talking about weather. I'm gonna have to go out and deal with it in a minute um but this is an amazing story that you guys posted and it's a, a stolen horse international story and the horse came home tell us his story
4: yeah so this is amazing so it wasn't I, I don't believe the horse was officially stolen like i think there was a misunderstanding and it got sold right Um, but either way, the girl lost track of it. And after going through, you know, life and all of its trials and tribulations, she was in a position to look for it again. And it's amazing. She had made some like social media posts and hadn't had a lot of success. And then finally contacted Stolen Horse International, which a lot of us who are on social media know better as NetPosse. And they put out like their NetPosse alert, like kind of like their know missing horse amber alert um and within two days of that report being filed she was contacted by the person who had gotten dixie not through nefarious means like just through you know purchasing horses (laughs) um and turns out it was the same horse the current owner let the girl buy her horse back um and she was reunited after eight years of not having this horse, which is just like really amazing. And I think, I think you know, as as horse lovers, we of course are all like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're reunited with the horse you love." But I also think it's like, for as much as we complain about the evils of social media, and there are plenty, also is sort of a testament for what it can do, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but yeah, so it's and if you look at the pictures, they're just. Um, they tear at my heart a bit and, you know, the, uh, the horse's owner, Kayla, she had said, you know, by the time I got her back, she clearly had been through, the horse had been through quite a bit and you can see it in the pictures. Her body condition is pretty poor. Yeah.
1: What was that all about? Because she said something you said in the article that she was horrified at her condition. Was that just age or was she not taken care of very well?
4: Um, Probably a combination of both. They don't totally, in all of the information I found, they weren't really clear on it. I don't think they wanted to I don't think they wanted to disparage any of the owners that the horse had been through up to Kayla being reunited with her, right? Because, again, it wasn't just your typical, like, someone stole this horse and then stuck it in a field and ignored it. Like, it was, the horse was handed through owners in legal means in the way that people buy horses. So I think they were pretty vague on that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, but yeah, she, I mean, you look, the pictures are, are saturated a bit, but you can certainly see the horse's lack of top line and its hip bones. But I mean, the upside is, dixie's home and she's being well taken care of and they're you know working it's, to bring back.
1: it's so cute i mean just the the she's like you know when she said she, i called her name a couple of times rubbed her forehead and then all of a sudden her ears perked up and she took a step forward and then she oh my god i was like oh my god you remembered her like that's so great it's because i've read and seen black beauty too often when all of a sudden he's like it's John Manley, you know, like, I remember all my old friends. (laughs) It's
4: kind of like that. And they say that horses always remember their herd mates for life. And if that's true, then it would make sense that they remember their humans, you know, probably not in the same way that we like to um, project onto them. But, right, if they are capable of recognizing their herd mates throughout their lives, then clearly they are capable of recognizing the other important figures in their lives and however their horsey brains work.
1: (laughs) And I think too, they remember treats because I sold a horse and I told them I'd had him 10 years, my event horse Demir, and he's currently in my pasture because I sold him. And I said, if he's ever too old and you guys don't want to take care of him anymore, he took care of me for a long time. I'll take him back. And about a year, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago, they said, okay, well, we want to bring him back. I was like, oh, okay. So they bring him back to me He's really old. He's pretty skinny and he's pretty crippled. So he just kind of hangs out in the field. Yeah. But I brought him in and I was like, Hey buddy. And I used to do this trick where I had to hold a carrot. And if I like turned to the left, like turn my head to the left, he would turn his head to the left. And when I've turned to the right, he would turn to the right, like flip over. And I was like, this is going to be the true test. Oh my God. I picked up that carrot. I turned to the left and he looked at me and it was like a. Light bulb went on. He turned his head to the left and then turned his head to the right. And I was like, oh my God, he remembers. (laughs) It was really sweet. So, yeah, I think they do remember, but it takes some sort of light bulb almost to go off. Horses, you know, they don't forget you hitting them in the, you know, somebody abusing them. Why would they? Forget somebody being nice to him,
4: you know? right? Right, exactly. And they say that horses always um, revert to like their base training level, right? So if it was something that you had had that ingrained in him, of course he's like, oh, I, I know this.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Dan, it's been awesome. I'm, I hope you guys uh, survive the, the seven inches of. What that's coming to <laughs> help you know. make it go to the store and get all the things you need. There's a couple more really awesome articles on Horse Nation, they're getting posted all the time. Uh, I like the baby, I love your style. And then, you know, you've got a, a little bit of a tearjerker on there. So go to horsenation.com, check out all of the articles. And Deanne, as always, it's awesome to have you on. Thank you
4: for joining us. Yeah, sure thing. You guys have a great week.
0: Well, thanks to Deanne for joining us. As always, she's here every Monday at the same time. we I'll tell you who else is here at the same time, and that's once a month. And that is the Certified Horsemanship Association with Christy. And then, uh, Jamie, you're going to have a special guest host. I'm off on Wednesday. You're Jacqueline Burke, our auditor and inventor who's down here in Ocala, is going to be joining you as guest host. So that you our, guys will have fun. She's looking forward to his. hanging out with you.
1: Is this your gift to your wife for Valentine's Day? Weren't you going to, like, get out of town? I'm leaving for a
0: couple days. That's correct. So, yeah, that was my gift for my wife. And then Thursday is fox hunting, and then Friday we'll have some really bad ads and hopefully some new prizes to announce by Friday as well. But that's it for today. Jamie has to go thaw out the rest of the farm. The chickens need watered again. Uh, And then the horses are just going, why are we in the barn for all this time? This
1: sucks. (laughs) This just sucks. So thank you, everybody. Have a great one. Spay, neuter, geld.